if you can start to work on yourself and if you can develop this mindset of, Hey, all right, I'm, I, I'm ha experiencing a Valley. I'm experiencing a dip and see it in a different way. And I love to see dips and valleys of, okay, I'm down, but when you're down in a Valley, what you, you've got a foundation to leap off from. So the key is how quickly can you bounce back? Because we all have them, but rather than spending a week, or a month in a valley or a dark place, if you can spend 10 minutes and all of a sudden be back, imagine how quicker you're gonna accelerate that growth. Welcome to the Live Damn Well podcast. My goal with this project is pretty simple. In a world which has become increasingly divisive and polarized, I wanna bring you a balanced perspective of health. To deliver on that promise, I'll seek out experts with conflicting opinions to tackle the topic of health from as many angles as possible in order to make this podcast into an amazing resource for anyone looking to improve their health. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a while, but I'm glad you're here to listen to this episode with Jeff Wickersham. It was a pretty good episode. It's really the first one I've done that's more focused on mindset. Um, he's just a he's an exciting and enthusiastic guy, so uh, I hope you'll enjoy. Before we get into the episode, a few notes here. The first one, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you're a great human being and you deserve everything this world has to offer. Um, but seriously, if you've been a if you've been a long time listener and you want to support the show in some way, uh, you can check the description and buy me a coffee to keep it going. You can check out my book. The link will also be in the description. Uh, it's called Return to Human. Uh, it was published last year. You can go and check that out. And then you can check out our episode sponsor, Thrive Market. Basically, they're a Whole Foods, except they're a fraction of the price. They deliver to your door. They have really, really high-quality curated foods, uh, anything ranging from really healthy snack foods to non-toxic cosmetics and supplements, uh, and even some really good quality wines. And I believe they even do frozen wild-caught fish, uh, grass-fed beef. Uh, so they got a lot of good stuff there. Um, and I will give you a 40% discount on that for your first order. So you can try them out if you want. The second one is Hue Kitchen. They are mainly known for their really high quality and clean dark chocolates. They're all organic. They're made with uh, coconut sugar instead of uh, regular refined sugar. Uh, tastes very good, which is the most important thing. Uh, they also have crackers now. They have cookies. They're coming out with a bunch of new stuff. They're an amazing brand. I really love them. You can get 15% off site-wide with the discount code J-O-R-G-E, all caps. Check that out in the description. And now let's get on with the show. All right, today I have with me Jeff Wickersham. 
certified life and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and author of the book, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat, Ignite Your Morning Fire. Jeff, I'm very excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Jorge. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I want to start this uh, interview actually with something I thought of this morning, and it's a quote from Fight Club that has very much to do with what we're going to talk about today, which is self-development. And the quote is, self-improvement is masturbation. Now, I personally don't agree with that. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that, because there is this sort of prevailing theory that, oh, well, that that dude's just like, he's a try hard. Like, it's just it's just the self-improvement thing that's just like, there's no use to it. And that was kind of what I got from that quote in the movie. And to me, it would like, I didn't agree with it, but it made me think. So I wanted to get your thoughts on on that. Interesting line. I, I totally disagree with it because I truly believe the greatest gift you can give to yourself and even be in service and, and help others is to develop personally and professionally. Take time for yourself every day. You show up more powerful, more energized, more focused and a better state of gratitude. And it truly has been transformational in my life and now in the lives that I work with my clients. And it, it just, it is the gift that you can give yourself and then you show up so much better for all those that you, you truly love and want to show up for. Yeah, I think I would 100% agree. I think, I think part of the flaw in that quote for me as well is what you said that when you really commit to improving yourself, well, first of all, you know where you're not going, which is maybe the rock bottom where you hit already. Like, you know what not developing yourself will lead to. So if right. you don't do anything and you just let hands go on autopilot, for me, that led to depression and anxiety and almost taking my life, right? And for other people, they're, they're dealing with very similar things, right? And so for you to say, no, I am, I am the master of, of my fate. Um, there's, a, there's a really good poem that I like that I don't even remember the name of the author, but that's how it ends. Like I am the captain of my soul, basically. And, and you know, that's part of the self-development piece that I think. So for you, how did you get into that? Like, did you have that kind of story where, you know, you had like these really deeply painful experiences that then kind of moved you into this self-development world? I, I definitely did. So spent about 20 years in corporate America. And then seven and a half years ago, I lost my mom to breast cancer. So I watched her take her last breath. And when you watch the, the woman that brought you into this world, take her last breath, it fundamentally changes you at your core, right? So searing, deep pain that you're just trying to process over those days, weeks, and months ahead. I knew I felt like a square peg in a round hole where I was from a business and career perspective. So I, I chose to make the leap and become a gym owner. And then what organically grew out of that was peak performance, accountability, mindset coaching, because I needed to up-level my skills, right? What, what was working as a career, being an employee was not going to work for what I needed to do as an entrepreneur. And I remember specifically an example where I still had the bad habits of partying with my buddies, drinking late at nights on the weekends and, and waiting for Friday at five to, to have a drink. And I was coaching a fitness class at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. And I woke up, I think I was late out late two in the morning and I stunk of alcohol. My wife was like, how are you going to teach people a fitness class when you smell like booze? And it was a, it was a great truth bomb. She laid on me and I, I said, you know what? You're right. And uh, I started working on myself. And, and I always say, once you 
crack a little piece off of that rough exterior and you see the gold within, you'll never go back. And then you're constantly on this journey of how do I just get a little bit better today than I was yesterday? And it, it, it propels you, it gives you purpose, gives you passion. And that's, uh, that's a little bit about my journey. For you, do you think that, um, and I could be misunderstanding, but you know, it sounds like it was kind of like this linear path, but for me, I know that, you know, when I first started, like when I committed myself and I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure out why am I depressed? I'm going to figure it out through food and exercise and meditations. It was definitely not linear. And there were moments where it just like came crashing back down. And it was almost like I was in the same place again. And then I would like make some sort of significant leap again and feel like I was heading in the right direction. But like, how do you kind of come to terms with the fact that it's likely you're just going to, it's probable that you might come back down and not make the progress, the linear progress that you want to make. I think we're shown that it's going to be linear and we perceive that it's going to be linear. It wasn't for me. I mean, I had dips, I had dark times, right? The, the gym business during COVID I closed, I nearly went bankrupt. I mean, times where I can't pay my bills. I mean, dark periods where I didn't know what to do. Right. So I've had those valleys, those down times. And one of the great realizations that you can have an awareness in life is understanding that, Jorge, you have them. I have them. Everybody has them. There's always peaks and there's always valleys, but if you can start to work on yourself and if you can develop this mindset of, Hey, all right, I'm, I, I'm ha- experiencing a Valley. I'm experiencing a dip and see it in a different way. And I love to see dips and valleys of, okay, I'm down, but when you're down in a Valley, what you, you've got a foundation to leap off from. So the key is how quickly can you bounce back? Because we all have them, but rather than spending a week, or a month in a valley or a dark place, if you can spend 10 minutes and all of a sudden be back, imagine how quicker you're going to accelerate that growth. So having an understanding that every single person experiences them, we all battle those same demons, that, that mind that wants us to stay safe and certain and tells us we're not good enough. But then the key is understanding that and then having systems and kind of algorithms, operating systems in place to say, okay, I'm experiencing it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to snap out of it really quick. So I think that's a a critical component to growth. What are some of those systems and strategies? Because I feel like, um, you know, looking at a dip and a peak as if it's a good thing is really hard to believe. Like it's really hard to actually get yourself to believe that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in this place where I don't want to be here. Um, I'm not improving. Like what's going on? I feel like I just want to go back to crawl in the hole of depression again. Like, how do you make yourself believe that this is, how do you reframe that mentally? Like what's the strategy there? So it's through repetitions and it's experiencing it. Right. And, and we hit the physical gym all the time, but so many of us aren't hitting that mindset gym, Mm, right. That confidence gym, that courage gym where, okay, I'm, I'm experiencing a Valley. That's a rep I can do. All right. Fantastic. Like immediately it changes your perspective. Okay. It's a rep I'm going to do, and this is going to make me stronger than the reps that I'm at the top. So if you frame it up in that perspective, I think it's incredibly powerful as well as I love to move, right? When you're experiencing a dip, if you're sitting down, you're hunched over your confidence, your courage, they're, they're at lows. 
So right. get up and, and move, get outside a little bit, do some push-ups or some burpees, change your state, change your physiology. And that's going to help you bounce out of it much quicker. So if you had an if then statement, if I have a dip, then I'm going to do 25 burpees, for example. I guarantee you, your state's going to be immediately different after you're done those 25 burpees and you'll be able to snap back into, hey, being on the tack, being on your toes and, and really, you know, having that courage and confidence back. I, I think that's fascinating because, you know, there's a part of me, even though I, I don't know that it exists like this magic bullet for you to have a mindset. I'm not sure if you think any differently, but I, I think it, it is what you're saying. In my experience, it's been like, really, your mind is also a sort of muscle. And it's, it's tough because yeah, you're not going to make gains by skipping leg day, you know, like you have to go and put in that work. And, and it's the same thing with your mind, but it's weird because we don't think of it that way as like housekeeping our thoughts in a way, like you can't just let it all go and expect you have to have a positive, awesome mindset. I think that's, I'm not religious, but I think that's part of like the magic in religion is that you have something that you practice every day. Um, and you kind of have that in the back of your head as you're going through your, li your life. And, and so having something that is kind of um, grounding you and making, your, making you committed to, um, okay, I'm not going to let that thought in here any longer. It's okay. It's probably not even true what I'm thinking. So I'm going to replace it with another thought. And so it's just kind of like that repetition. It, it so is. And, and two of my staples that I love and I've done meditation. I think today was 1,691 straight days. I mean, cold shower, ice bath in like the 15, 1600s is those are two mental reps I get in every morning, right? Spending time meditating. I still use guided meditation. I'm focused on proper breathing. I'm creating space from the craziness of life and my mind. That's a mental rep. All right. Yes, that's great. I celebrate it. Yes, I got it done. I get a little dopamine hit from that celebration. And then getting into the cold. I live outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So in the Northeast, in the wintertime, cold shower is, it is cold. And there are times where my mind's like, do not step in there. And you know what I say? All right, there's a mental rep. Go sit in the corner. Stop telling me what to think. I'm moving forward. And you're either coming with me or you're not. What happens is when we speak out into existence, hey, I'm going in that shower. What does the mind do? It gets in line, right? And that's why language is so powerful. Another practice that I get into with my clients about how they speak out into existence. Your mind doesn't know what's true and what's not. If you say, I'm going to try something. I always love to give this picture of imagine being in a room and the door you want to go through is right ahead of you. And when you say, I'm going to try something, immediately a door behind you opens up and your subconscious mind just walks out the back and you have no ability to go through that door that you want to. So rather than try, I am, imagine the power you operate when you say, I am going to do this. The mind says, all right, Jeff is serious. We better get in line and figure out how to do this. So yeah. you know, doing those mental reps every morning from a mindset, meditation, cold shower, cold exposure, great. And then as well as the way we speak, our language out into the universe, it has such an impact on our results and how that supercomputer behind the scenes, that subconscious mind aligns itself to help us rather than fight us, which is many times how it does it. 
how do you tap into that like commitment like that really that feeling of commitment not kind of like the half-assed like oh yeah like i'm gonna do this 30-day challenge or whatever like you actually feel that commitment because there is a definitely a difference in in levels of commitment how do you do that one is when you're committing i mean i'm standing up as we're doing this interview i mean having that certainty and speaking it out with energy, with vigor, with excitement. I mean, that that's one. Two is committing. I love committing on social channels, right? And, and 99% of people don't care if you commit. Like this year, I committed to not drinking a sip of alcohol for the entire year. I put it out on social channels. Well, when you commit that way, subconsciously, there's a little switch that gets flipped. You don't want to inherently look like a liar. Nobody does. So you follow through with your word. So those are a couple pieces to making sure your commitment is strong and then you're, you're going, to, uh, going to follow through. Yeah, I think I also find that, you know, if you're someone who maybe like wants to accomplish a goal but um, doesn't really feel like that confidence, um, keeping, keeping yourself a accountable like if you say you're going to do something like you do it even if it's a small thing like i'm going to go and i'm going to go exercise for like 20 minutes 30 minutes even if it's a small thing i think like slowly very painstakingly slowly you can start to build up sort of that like confidence which then will kind of feed energy into like that commitment piece too right absolutely and i i love to say so many times in life we've been taught hey how do you feel then you take action upon how you feel, and then that defines your identity. So how do you feel? I mean, 90% of the time, maybe your feelings aren't you want to go for a workout for 20 minutes. Well, then what, that, what does that cause? It causes inaction, and then your identity deteriorates, right? You feel worse about yourself. I didn't follow through on my word. Well, I love to flip it with my clients on its head and say, all right, what's that identity? You brought up fitness, for example. I love fitness, huge exercise guy. I define my identity every single day as a world-class athlete. So when you define your identity in the morning, hey, a world-class athlete, regardless of how I feel, I take action, I work out. Then what do I feel after that? I feel more motivated, more inspired, and I'm, I'm going to spiral up. So it's a great concept to be aware of. And stepping into the identity eliminates the feelings. You're going to take action upon it, and then you're going to feel great moving forward. So that's a, that's a fantastic practice to get into. Where do you stand on like the fake it till you make it kind of thing? Because that's what it's, it kind of sounds like that. And sometimes like that's, I mean, that's what I tried to do. Like I try to just tell myself that every day, but like there was a part of me that thought I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. This feels fake. I feel like kind of like a fraud. Like, what do you think about that? I don't like the fake it till you make it verbiage. I love future pacing your identity. This is who you're going to be in the future. So then it doesn't feel like you're a fraud and you're faking it. No, this is my future pace identity. This is where I'm headed. This is who I want to be. So I'm going to take action upon it. And that's so much more powerful than, and I think why so many people get tripped up in the fake it to your make it is because, I mean, you're just, we just talked about language a little bit, right? Well, fake it. Oh crap. I'm faking it. Like then I'm not, no future pace, your identity. Here's who you are driving towards. Here's how I'm going to show up with. As today, just today, a world-class athlete, if you can do that, hey, celebrate you did it. It doesn't mean you're faking it. That's how you're showing up today. All right, then do it again tomorrow. So that future pace identity versus fake it till you make it is incredibly powerful. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, the language is, is a huge piece. I think um, I, I was struggling with insomnia for a long time and I'm still kind of battling with that. And so uh, for me, part of what I had started to do like a year ago is, okay, I'm going to stop complaining about it. I'm going to stop talking about it. Like it's the worst thing ever. And when the topic of sleep comes up, it's like, yeah, I don't have the best sleep, but I'm working on it. And that was really like, that changed my emotional state. And that actually helped me to start to find more solutions that helped me to be more patient with myself and not have like even more sleep anxiety about trying to go to bed. It's like just changing the language is helpful. Right. And I love in your example, putting yet at the end of a sentence, right? I don't have the best sleep yet because again, your future pacing, your success, you're going to get there and you're telling your subconscious mind, all right, we're not there yet, but in the future, we are going to get there. So that's another powerful little word to put at the end of the sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about is you, you know, we talked about in our pre-episode call, um, you're never going to reach that like destination, like the destination. So what are some strategies that you have to kind of learn to love the process, especially as people who, um, you know, I was an athlete for a long time and I had, I still have a lot of friends who are, and those are people that, they are like dead set on a goal and it's not until they reach it, they feel like they can like, like relax a little bit. So how do you learn to love the process? Because life is a process until you die. Right. So we have to learn to love it. It's a difficult one. And, and we are fed so many different ideas and narratives and from social media, from the general media, from, you know, six pack abs in six minutes, right. All these things of, of you're going to get it quick. And, this destination of sitting on a white sandy beach, toes in the sand, crystal blue oceans. Well, you'll be have that for two or three days. Then you won't be happy, right? Because you, we're, we, we need to have targets. We need to be uh, searching and, and chasing something as human beings. That's how, how, kind of how we are as, as humans. It's again, mental reps. And I, I just had this experience about three weeks ago. I was in the, we have a garage gym since I shut down my gym and I was working out with my wife and crushing it, sweat coming down. Right. And, and I was kind of shaking my head and she said, what's wrong? I said, I got to do the same thing tomorrow. <laughs> Some days it's difficult. There are valleys where I don't want to do it. And that's why that future paced identity is so important. When you see yourself in the exercise as a world-class athlete, you think Michael Phelps or LeBron James is missing a workout because they don't feel it. Absolutely not. They've got a standard that they set and they never waver from it. And that's, that's incredibly powerful. So having that understanding, knowing that you're never going to be exonerated from the work, then all of a sudden, when you say that out loud and, and you start to believe it and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm committed. This is my standard. This is who I am as, as you know, an identity perspective, then you start to love that process and you, you see how far you can take it every day. And can I get better today than I was yesterday? And when you have that mentality, you put in those mental reps, like we talked about early on, all of a sudden you're, you're loving the process and not the results. And that's what's so important about consistency. And one of the things I bring to every coaching engagement that I have is consistency, energy, and accountability. Well, consistency, the issue why people stop is they don't know when they'll be successful. But if you stayed consistent for as long as it took, eventually you would get there. 
but our minds step in the way and say, oh, I want to know when this is it going to take me 70 days or three years? I don't know. Well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not, don't know when I'm going to be six. No, make the commitment, have it be your standard. And eventually you'll get there. And, and consistency is, it's the ultimate force multiplier, right? You can have energy, you can have effort, you can put time to a task, you can be laser focused. And I like to put those inside of parentheses. But if you don't have that force multiplier, that consistency, you're not going to achieve what you truly want to. Are you familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work? I, I am. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about him a little bit because that's, that's what it's kind of sounding like to me. And I'm a huge fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Um, and part of what really um, reminded me of that with what you said is to kind of put yourself in that in the place of that person who's already achieved what you want to achieve. So put yourself five years in the future and, and see yourself as that person who's really fit and really healthy. And part of what Dr. Joe Dispenza says is like, do that and like, think of what that person thinks about, what do they feel? You know, what are, what do they behave like? How do they talk? Like all of these things got me thinking like, like, wow, that future person that I want to become, I have to start becoming it now in the present, right? Like I have to really be on myself about, okay, would a very confident, courageous person, um, you know, just not go and work out, like you said, for, you know, for two or three days in a row because they didn't feel like it. No, they would go because that's who they are. And so kind of keeping that in your mind kind of does flip the switch. That's like, nope, this is who I am. I made a commitment that this is how I'm going to act and, and behave. Yeah, so true. And I'll, I'll share an example and a story on those same lines. I was a shy, introverted kid growing up. I mean, my, my late mother told me a story when I was like six, I wanted to go over, play over at a buddy's house. And she had to come with me because I was so shy and introverted. And then in high school, I was voted on the male side, biggest complainer in my senior class, which is kind of remarkable now, but I made a switch, right? Obviously when my mom passed and some other dark times, I made the commitment that I was going to act a different way. I was going to step into a future paced identity and that shyness I've practiced getting past it. And I was at a Toastmasters club event. And if you've ever spoken at it or been at a Toastmasters club, one of the parts of those events is people that are new to the group have to stand up in front of the group and speak. And science has shown, I mean, most people would rather die than speak right at, at a funeral for, for say, uh, but I made a commitment to myself to step into who I truly want to be. So when they asked for volunteers who wants to go up and speak, I would always be the last one. I was the first and raised my hand. And you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Right. And so many times our mind makes out and makes these things so terribly frightening when you do it and you pass, push through that uncomfortableness, all of a sudden you're like, that was it. I can't believe I waited or I was worried about that, that experience. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can definitely start to step into that identity, act how you want to be. And eventually you will be that way. It's a very, very powerful, uh, powerful mindset to have. Yeah. I, I went to a Toastmasters. Um, I want to say my junior year of high school and I was terrified. <laughs> I, um, that was like right after I got my license. And so I went there alone 
And I was just like, even getting to the place, like I just had butterflies in my stomach. I was sweating. I was like, my heart was racing. And then I walking up the steps of the place, it was like the worst because I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know anyone. And so it was partly that, um, because if I knew people, at least I'd be more comfortable. I didn't know anyone. I had no idea what the, what the outline, what the, you know, the whole discussion would be centered around how to, how it works. And so like the first thing is like, oh, let's welcome all our new people. And like, why don't you go to the front and start talking about something and even though I didn't want to they were all like very like it's not like pressure like they were being friendly but it was like to me that was like <sighs> like I couldn't breathe almost and you know but yeah I I, I got over it and uh, I was like oh well I kind of want to do that again because I feel like I could overcome what I what I just felt like I feel like right. it's not that bad you just got to do it over and over again so so true and, and we have a misconception in life that when we start something we're going to be amazing yeah. newsflash you're gonna suck but that's okay yeah. you did it celebrate just moving and doing something you've never done before if you just celebrate again back to the process celebrate the process of doing it something you've never done before that's awesome like you you should celebrate that and then just continue to put in reps and you'll get better over time yeah i don't know whose quote this is but um it goes you have to be willing to to be a fool if you want to be like a master and yeah, that's, that's absolutely the case with, with everything that we're talking about here. Yeah. I mean, I love Joe, Joe Rogan's. He says, uh, insanity and greatness are next door neighbors and they borrow each other's sugar. Insanity and greatness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because the first person that comes to mind there is Conor McGregor. <laughs> I don't go. know. Or was at one point, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's true. Like the people that are, that are like really like obsessed with the process and are really committed. They're not only like the ones that enjoy it the most, which is good because if you're like, I was a swimmer for a long time. If you're in the pool four hours a day, <laughs> you got to learn to love some part of the process or you're going to go insane. Um, right. and you're just, you're not going to hold out for the long haul, which, uh, partially happened to be my case. Um, but, um, but I wanted to also get your thoughts on um, this concept of uh, stand guard at the door of your mind, because that's something I, there was like a, a small series on your podcast about it. Um, walk me through that process a little bit. And, and what are some strategies that we can do to kind of, you know, not let certain thoughts and negative information come in and kind of disrupt what we want to create? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. And, and let's start out just on an awareness perspective because so many people need to be more aware of this because things happen in their minds and they don't have an awareness. So when something negative happens or something your mind perceives as negative, the brain amplifies it eight, nine times more than a positive emotion. It's a, it's the negativity principle. And basically why that is, is we still have a caveman brain and it thinks that negative event, text, email, is a saber tooth tiger ready to kill you outside of the cave. So your fight or flight system gets kicked in. It's why when somebody says something, you're reading email, it sticks with you all day long. I'm sure somebody listening right now is shaking their head saying, yeah, that's happened to me. It's happened to me as well before I knew this. And I didn't know why I couldn't get past it. Well, that's why the, the brain amplifies it because it thinks you're in trouble. So having that awareness is, is great to start with. So then the, the question becomes, how do you fortify? And I, I love to think of a centurion guard, like at the gate of my mind saying, you're not getting in there. So one, you got to 
eliminate interaction with toxic, toxic people, or as John Gordon says in his great book, the energy bus, energy vampires that just suck the positive energy out of you, right? Those people that after you've had a conversation with, you feel exhausted, right? You're run down and you're like, holy, holy crap. I can't believe how tired I feel versus on the flip side, having a positive conversation and you're ready to like bust out the door and run onto the football field or jump in the pool and swim your, your fastest time. Right. So eliminating interactions as much as possible with toxic or negative people Two, don't check your phone immediately when you wake up in the morning. Right. I, I love to talk about bookending your days, last 30 minutes of the day at night, first 30 minutes in the morning. That's where I start with all my clients. Worst thing you can do in the morning is check your phone, check your social media feed, the news, email, text. Because if it's negative, you're starting off the day in that negative state. And then third, turn off the news. Yes, have a general awareness of what's going on in the world, but don't be watching the five o'clock news, the 5.30, the six, and then the national news. Turn it off. They know this. That's why everything is negative for the most part. They want to grip you in. They want you to trigger that fight or flight. Oh, I need to keep watching this. So those are our three strategies that will uh, will help you, right? Fortify your mind and and guard the uh, guard the door. Awesome. And I know you already mentioned a few of them, but if you could add in any more uh, practical tips for people, like what do you see the most with your clients? Like if you could list, uh, let's say, like the top three things that people really need to work on if they want to kind of reprogram their mind and, and achieve their goals? Number one is identity. And we talked about that earlier. Future pacing your identity every single day. That is such a powerful game changing process to get into because you are future pacing your success, regardless of how you feel. It's, it's just a, it's a game changer. And when I did that personally, I knew I had something and now I, I do it with my clients. So that'd be number one. Number two is bookending your days. How do you prepare for success in the morning? How do you wind down? How do you get a great night's sleep, right? I, I know you, you have some issues sleeping. Do you have a, right? And, and this is just in generalities. A lot of people don't have a you know, technology, digital sunset where they're turning off their phones or turning off the TV. They're not getting blue light in their preparing for a good night's sleep. They're preparing for success in the morning, right? That's sleep is when we restore mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And then when you wake up in the morning, what's that first 30 minutes look like? And I, I say that is the greatest time you can give yourself to prepare and mm. to get quick wins, stack wins. Don't do anything. Start right on yourself. If you're a parent like I am, and you got kids that get up at 630, you got to get up at six. Because imagine being in control, doing a little exercise, water, meditation, gratitude journal, mm -hmm. notes to your kids, stacking these wins in 30 minutes. All of a sudden they come down the steps and you're the greatest person mm. you were meant to be. And you're going to show up so much better for them. And a lot of my clients, what has happened is their kids are already downstairs. They come downstairs and they're immediately in that fight or flight system. They're immediately on the defensive where you flip it where you're getting up early, you're stacking all these wins, you feel good mm -hmm. about yourself, you're focused. Imagine how much more powerful you're going to show up throughout your day. So that, that would be number two. And then number three is hitting that mindset, Jim, hitting that courage, Jim, just doing those mental reps. And then when you do, 
And this is a huge thing because we are in a society that is go, 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 go. Busy, 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 busy. We never celebrate success. So we're robbing ourselves of that dopamine hit in our brains. We're robbing ourselves of feeling good because it's always, okay, what's, what's next? I love to do it where it's a two-fisted like, yes. And when I do it, I just, I, I feel great. And you're basically giving yourself a dopamine hit. So you're wiring yourself to what you just accomplished. You're giving yourself like a feel good vitamin. And then what happens tomorrow is I want to do it again rather than, Hey, it's the next thing on, on, on busy, 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 go, go, go. And then at the end of the day, you're like, man, I don't want to do this again tomorrow. Well, no wonder you didn't celebrate any of your successes. Right. Right. Yep. Th that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Before we, we go here, actually, before we, we dive into like the three by three questions I ask every guest, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so they can uh, go out to themorningfire.com. So www.themorningfire.com. Got tons of content out there. You can grab my book off of Amazon, Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat, Ignite Your Morning Fire. Out on my website, if you want to grab complimentary 20-minute session, would love to speak with you. I just love connecting with people and seeing if there's a, a fit and if I can help you step into that best version of yourself because it truly is the greatest gift that, uh, that you can not only give yourself, but all those that you love and care about around you. Perfect. And the, the, the links to all of those will be in the description too. So everyone can, can go and check those out. Now, three by three. So the first one will be, what are your top three most influential books that you've read and you recommend? Energy Bus by John Gordon. I already read, uh, mentioned that. Love Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. So I've read that, but also the audiobook is incredible because he gives little snippets in between chapters that you don't I've get heard. in the book. Yeah. yeah, that you don't get in the book. And then I love The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, that's, a, that's a great one. Uh, to, to, it's a short read, but, but very powerful. Which three people have inspired you the most? I'd say family. So my dad, my mom, and my uncle. And what are the three most important things you do every single day? Besides hug and kiss my sons and my wife, water, exercise, and meditation. Those three things, regardless of if, if I'm at my house, traveling for work, traveling on vacation, every day I do not miss water, exercise, and meditation. Amazing. Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Jorge, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it far and wide with as many friends and family as possible. And please check out my book, Return to Human, How Modern Medicine, the Media, and the Mundane Have Destroyed Our Health and How to Move Back Towards Optimal Health. You can find it on Amazon. Just click the little filter, books. And please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes. That would help us get this message out to way more people. Thank you for listening.